0: what is good everybody welcome back to the value adds value podcast my name is kyle krieger this is episode 23 which is the second half of a conversation we have with dr sean woodley uh, who runs teach hustle inspire and is also working to prepare nation's teachers on the collegiate level um we're so thankful for dr woodley um if you haven't checked out part one it's two Episodes back, episode 21 is the first part of, with Dr. Woodley. But we're so grateful to hear his perspective on what teachers need uh, as they enter the profession and um, what he's doing to help our teachers in the urban setting. He's doing a lot of really great work, and it was a great conversation. We're super appreciative. So if you don't follow Dr. Woodley, go find him online, teach, hustle, inspire. If you don't follow us, we're at value as value online. And if you could hit this. The like, the subscribe, rate, or review this podcast—we'd be super grateful, and we hope to hear from you soon. But without further ado, Dr. Sean Woodley, Part 2 And hey, inspiring
1: teachers. That's our how-to. You're listening to Value Adds Value. Inspiring teachers. That's our how That's our how-to. You're listening to Value Adds Value. Uh, get it? Uh, get. Value. Value Adds Value. Uh, get, uh, get. And hey. inspiring teachers. Inspiring teacher. That's a how to. You're listening to value adds value. Inspiring teachers. Inspiring teachers. That's a how to listen to value adds value. Uh-huh. Get it? Uh-huh. Get value, it. Value. Uh-huh. value adds value. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. So just to kind of go from there, and uh, we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but can you give us your take on? what do you think the state of education is right now
2: i'm going to say something a little bit controversial and I, I think the state of education has never been better and i'm going to tell you why i talk a lot about teach hustle and inspire and the teach part about it is specifically around unlocking intellectual treasure we have never in modern in this modern era had more access to the information that we have in any time in history, kind of Eric, what you were mentioning before—you know—are teachers being prepared as best as possible? No, but when you learn to be resourceful, and, and the hustle part about it is how we can't stop and won't stop learning. When you're resourceful and you take advantage of that knowledge of of the books, like if you look at my lot, li- there it is. If you look at my library, like I have, I read. All the time i'm i'm constantly hungry with trying to improve if you take that same mindset and understand that you have access to information That can help you to be Leaps and bounds ahead of where you would be if you did not You you'd become you know such a, a, a dyna, dynamic educator it would it might blow your mind. I I say that the state of education has never been better is because a lot of people look at education as the system as failing. Uh, you know, that, that's a completely different subject. I'm just talking about what we can do, what we have control over. Right now, you have control over how much you can learn and how good of an educator that you can be. Oh. Open those books, get on those websites, listen to those podcasts, and you will find... The stories you will find, the strategies you will find, the methods of people who have been successful in circumstances just like yours, or sometimes even more challenging. That's why I say the state of education has never been better because the tools are there. You just
1: got to open that book. Ah uh, man, you, you took me somewhere, Doctor Whitley Thank you, thank you. Uh, you said controversial, and I think that is um, that's very. Uh, I'll take a take a sound bite from uh, Kanye. That's provocative, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because uh, I don't think a lot of people would would want to. Would some people would argue? Yeah, uh, but I, I like know. the way that you set it apart and said there's a difference between a system, a systemic failure mm-hmm. or a systemic issue and an issue with education as far as what we was in the scope of our control. There you go. Um, and I and I believe you know one thing that Kyle and I found out through this podcast and through running our nonprofit is that social media has now opened up for so many educators to where now you can, you can really take a peek into people's classrooms and see what's going on. I said that I'm, I'm trying to order. I want to get a, I want to constantly stream in my classroom. I want to be able to record my class every day Mm -hmm. next year so I can review it. So I can analyze it so I can have other people analyze it because I didn't start teaching because It was something to do. I said when I did it, I wanted to be the best at what I do. Yes, sir. And, you know, it's just like if you're an athlete, you're going to study game tape. Um, And I think that if more educators started looking at themselves, stop looking at the highlight reels that people put on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Follow their stories. Go see what they're doing on their day to day and kind of capture that. And I think if you start showing teachers that we don't have this high turnover with teachers because they'll see, you know, Hey, there's somebody over here struggling. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're in Houston. I'm in Baltimore. But our, our, demo, our demographic is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still teaching the same type of kids. And they had success doing this. You know, they yeah. had success. You know, I, I, we were talking with uh, Barry White. And it, I wish we I, I would have connected. We were out in Atlanta. We were out in Atlanta just uh, a couple of weeks ago, oh, about last month, yeah. for uh, the Teacher Heart Out conference. Oh and,
2: uh, man, oh, I just missed you guys there.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. When we you know I had a blast, but we were out there and uh, uh, Barry White um, Jr. He was he was there and watching him and you know him teaching us these little things that he do in his classroom. And I said, okay, hey, I'm gonna go back and take this to my kids. Absolutely. And man, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, everybody's like, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. Our kids are not gonna do it. Man, I had my kids beating on the desk, creating a beat battling rapping against each other kids who don't even rap but they were like mm-hmm. oh i got this and mm-hmm. once that first round happened you know once the music hits it, it it's it's done you, you, mm-hmm. you know and everyone's like is it gonna get out of control nope i have a little bell i hit my doorbell the kids set settled down we got back now let's get to work yeah. but the energy was so it was like you charged up the energy and uh i have to send him that video from from when i did it because i just uh i'm not as that not as good at versus social media as i should be okay you know i, I can admit i'm not a millennial uh hey uh, <laughs> don't get
3: don't I'm even the, start with that
1: <laughs> I, i'm always the old guy in my circles you know i'm the og in my circle so i and i can take that um but uh but they you know it's like when teachers now you're right it's never been better because there's no excuse for not being great
4: yeah
1: you have yeah, no absolutely. excuse for not having something that's going to change the lives of your students. So, um, man, I thank you for that. That's cool. Yeah. You said a lot. So let's, I want to jump into talking about the, the podcast and the book. Okay, so, sure, sure. Uh, uh, Cause the podcast, man, when I tell you this, it is, it is, I, I look at things as being, um, you know, some things are very good that you can hold on to mm-hmm. some things I think you should live by. Uh, And some of the people that you brought on, you know, that I've listened to, um, you bring stuff that you should live by. You know, there are people who are very, and they're practical things that when you, like I say, I listen, I'm I'm also a doctoral candidate. So um, uh, I'm hoping that 2021, uh, I'll finish all of my dissertation work and get ready to walk. Uh, But so I'm constantly writing and, you know, Mm
4: -hmm.
1: listening into things and gathering information, doing research and. I, you know, I heard the podcast when when I first, I didn't know it was a podcast at first. I thought it was just a slogan and <laughs> no, I'll call it fair. And then I, I was on Spotify and because I had done searches on the slogan, it came up on my Spotify and I started listening to it. And I say, Oh man, I've been missing it. Yeah. So I've been listening to it all year. Like it's been things, you know, the episode with uh, Sean Hurt, mm-hmm. um, I, I instantly started following him after that. I awesome. uh, hadn't heard about him. Um Black educators rock founder mm-hmm. uh that didn't even know about the non profit arm but now I've been t- sharing that with everybody mm-hmm. you know all my you know colleagues at work saying, "Hey, now it's fifty bucks a year. you can't beat this so'm you know, so, I'm, so as it. I'm you know' I, so you're just dropping gems all over school. can you kind of tell us our listeners sure. about what gave you the inspiration to want to start the podcast
2: i I did it as a as a way to just expand my outreach because. As a researcher, there was just so much that I was starting to learn. And as an educator, as an educator who takes my craft seriously, I naturally gravitate and attract other educators who do the same. Pretty much every person that I've had on my podcast, I've worked with in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, Sans Principal Cafale, who's like kind of like an internationally known type guy, these are regular practicing educators who are in the trenches every single day and nice at what they do plain and simple and so I've had the opportunity to see these people or be exposed to what they do and and this is like you have to tell the world about this right. you know, my, my, my podcast is just a medium for me to go beyond what I can type on Twitter or what I can post on Instagram and this is just a way to kind of help somebody learn like I only started listening to podcasts maybe within the last four to five years, but I've learned so much from them. Mm-hmm. I, I when I'm when I'm in my car, or if I'm going for a walk, or if I'm exercising, I got a podcast on nine times out of ten because there's just such a wealth of information out there. And I said, this is something that I just need to share with the world. Like people need to know. And plus, it's fun. Like it's, it's me being a cre- like I'm a creative by nature. You know, I get I get to have Dope conversations with dope educators like yourself gentlemen and then I get to kind of add my little I get to sprinkle like you mentioned I get to sprinkle <laughs> a little bit on there Where I, you know I have music and I get to do my intros and stuff so you know I just I, I I use it as a medium to connect and help people learn but in a way that I hope translates to changed practice in the classroom mm. bottom line
1: wow Change practices in the classroom. That is the target. I mean that that needs to be on the slogan. <laughs> you know, here in Texas, <laughs> we have a big we have a big billboard that says. Um, mm. uh, what does it say? Wanna t- you got a de- wanna degree? Want to teach?
3: Teach. When can you start? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh it, it, it's just very humorous to me because I always say, I don't see. Want a doctor? You have a degree. You know, come come a doctor or you, you want want a police. Join the police, you know, but they invite any and everybody to teach and no, it's, it's people who want to really make an impact and desire to have that impact on the, um, on on students' lives and the future of our country, really in our world.
2: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a full supporter of education. Like if you, if you think about it, like it's the most important profession.
1: Oh, I mean, we prepare everything. I, that, that's been my, my platform. I tell you, everywhere yeah. I go to speak, I say, you know, we're the only profession that is responsible for every other profession on this planet. Definitely. You can't get to becoming a CEO of anything without first going through a few teachers.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, even you say, well, I didn't go to college. Well, you had at least 12 to, four, 12 to 15 great teachers between K and 12 mm-hmm. that, that impact you. Well, I dropped out of the 10th grade. Well, guess what? You had somewhere down the Sign line, Bob. you had a parent mm-hmm or some type of teacher yep. that gave you something uh, to um, to get you to where you are. So we, I mean, it is the most important profession on the planet. Um, and I think people once, you know, everybody's like, it's not going to change. I say it won't change until teachers start to make a change. Mm-hmm. And We see now the the movement that's happened all over the country with teachers, li- you know, liberating themselves through their voice. Yep. And I hope that translates into teachers giving their students that same voice to liberate the classroom, which then will change and, and I think it would change the way people look at and view uh our profession and our craft so mm-hmm. uh so i want to honor your time, but I do want to talk about the book man I'm here I, for it let's go uh, <laughs> m c means move to class. you kind of yeah. hinted on it earlier but let's let's talk about it and give us give us the gist of it
2: uh you as you mentioned earlier it was it's it's rooted in my instructional practice as an educator and as a fan of, of, of hip hop, plain and simple. Um, growing up in New York, like I live in Atlanta, but I, I, I'm from New York and uh, specifically Long Island. And so Eric B and Rakim, they knew my dad. And uh, so I, I've known of, been around it since before I can remember. And it's always just been one of those things that's just a part of who I am. And I remember, I don't know the exact moment, but I was, it, it just like that line in that second verse, it just stuck out to me, you know, no mistakes allowed, but to me, MC means move the crowd. And it's, when you think about what he's saying in that instance, being an MC for him, it's not a title, it's a responsibility. Mm. MC means move the crowd,
4: and I was like, man.
2: And I said, hold on, <laughs> like, let's, 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 I, And it just, it just hit me, and I said, well, I. I if you would have asked me when I was, you know, uh, a doc, especially when I was a doctoral student, if I was going to write anything else after that doggone dissertation, I would have looked at you, and was, you know, crazy, crazy, <laughs> but. I just, I was like, I have I have to do this and it would not, it would not leave me alone. Mm. And so I sat down and, and just, you know, put the pen to the paper and began to write. And, I, you know, these, everything that I learned, I tell a lot of stories about my growth. There's a lot of vulnerability for me as an educator in that, which I hope can connect and help someone else resonate with and relate to some of the things that I learned along the way but you know i created this model around four particular elements which i call the elements of urban education so you have the achievement which talks about culturally responsive learning and how we can unlock our students intellectual treasure we talk about the alliance and relationship building how do we build genuine connections with our students we talk about the awareness of our growth as an educator being self-reflective practitioners being aware of our social emotional learning which is not really talked about nearly enough and then we talk about the artistry the creativity behind mm-hmm. it we have one of the few professions where we get to express our creativity if we want to on a regular basis on a Regular,
1: yeah you
2: you have that yes you have that curriculum and that standard but how you deliver that is up to you
1: man uh I love it. I love it. and I and I I'm, and I I'm, I'm, I guess I can say I'm sad and excited that it's sold out right now. So, I'm excited for you, sad for myself, but I will as soon as it's on, I will be ordering it. Uh I actually told my wife we were talking about it and I was like, you know, I want to really get it because again, from from my experience now coming into my finishing up my first year in this suburban urban environment, um I connect with so many of my kids' parents.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: because we're from the same um, mm-hmm. same generation and same era of, and same loc- demographic, you know, pretty much they, we, there's a migration pattern that happens here in Houston, moving from the inner city to where I live now on the outskirts of Houston mm-hmm. uh, so that's common with the parents, but I struggled this year connecting with the students because I think the students saw too much of their parent in me got you so, depending on that relationship between a student and a parent depended on the relationship between myself and that student and so it was a struggle. like I, I tell mm-hmm. anybody it was my most challenging in 12 years as an educator, mm-hmm. but the most rewarding mm-hmm. because the victories that I've had have really really made a big difference and I'll tell you, I was listening going back to the podcast you talked when you talked with um, Mr. Hurt
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, when he talked about. Uh, that data-driven piece and, you know, making sure that the kids knew yeah. where they were yeah. at all times. Like, mm. this is where you are on this. This is where you were when we started. Now look at where you are. But I'm still failing. But no, you're not failing. You're doing better than you were before. Yeah. So and that, that that's my motto in my classroom. Every day we walk in, let's be better than we were before.
2: Period. And see, here, here's the thing about that. When you get that that feedback and when students... They understand, okay, I I made these errors. We we have to, as educators, be careful about how we communicate that to our students because making an error is not a sign of your intelligence. It's just strictly information.
4: Uh
2: Uh Like when I speak every day, sometimes I talk real fast. I make an error. That's not a sign of my intelligence. It's just information. Okay, slow down when you're talking next time, period. And, and and when our students make mistakes with that math problem, that writing assignment, that grammatical error, it's information. Now we know, okay, I need to target this a little bit more. It's not a sign of intelligence, it's a sign of information. We gotta make sure that we communicate that to our students on a regular basis. Mm, I like that.
3: Yeah, you know what? And I was just thinking, Will, I, I think maybe this summer we should uh, we should go through the book together. We'll do a little book study and we'll I'll win you know, it. Put it put it out on 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 as they say in the movie The Internship out on the line, <laughs> you know, and invite whoever else to. Uh, I mean, it's it's especially nice when you do a book study book study when you know the author, so you can like send a message <laughs> like, "Hey, I was reading this passage and it's confusing me." So you know, we have uh, we also have the chance to do that we uh, with uh, Gary Brooks new book. So we got a couple of good books from awesome. uh, from from friends that we get to dive into man i'm excited for that and i was just thinking too we're gonna have to connect dr dr woodley with gary let him get over there and get on his podcast too i think absolutely i'm
2: here for it i'm here for it i was
4: gonna say our our
3: our good our good uh our good friend teaches in singapore but he's got a really really cool podcast oh wow okay
2: cool cool we'll
3: uh, we'll have to connect you guys
2: i'm here i'm here for it absolutely most definitely
1: so uh we again i don't want we don't want to take up all of your Saturday, but um we're gonna kind of wrap it up so before we wrap up and uh get out um mm-hmm. is there anything else that you want to share about the book or you know when it's going to be back so that we can kind of have people you know direct them over to your site
2: You can go to um my site teach and, um, you know you can order the book there they'll be restocked soon it's on it's available on Amazon right now. If you search for the book title, you can search for my name or the book title uh sean woodley or m c means move to class on amazon and you can you can get it right now um I just physically on hand, I don't have any more to send out um but i I'll be restocking those soon and um i you know just i'm I'm all about collaboration I'm all about promoting and helping educators be the absolute best like like I kind of run by with the podcast and when when I you know train educators and do staff development for districts it's it's all about really classroom management and student engagement for educators who want to change the world but have fun while doing it Mm. like you know we we're we're in this and this is not just a job this is a passion profession for us and I believe that you can learn about it and have fun at the same time like I, is, if there's, there's nothing worse than more professional development, I, I, my God, uh, I, I've sat through my share of it and I, I absolutely refuse to be uh, to, to be complicit in that. And so, you know, when we're having our training sessions and, you know, whether it is an online session or whether it's face to face or a combination of both, like we're having fun but we're learning, like we're changing practices and we're changing things one classroom at a time.
1: Right. And you know, it's funny, because I do PD a lot for for our district. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I tell educators when they come in is, for you to get the most out of this PD, you have to become the students that you desire to have in your class and not the students that you see in your class a lot. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times teachers want to provide presenters with, well, this is what I experienced. But is that what you expect? Mm. You know, because there's a difference in what your expectation is and what your experience. I can be experiencing a kid being disrespectful to me, but that doesn't mean that my expectation that they're going to respect me changes. And you know, and I think that how we are in PDs dictates how we are in our classroom, mm-hmm. which is a mirror image of what our kids reflect okay. when they when when they're dealing with it. So I'm a I, I believe that I love the fact our district now allows us to give credit for when you're reading books. If you oh. listen to books, you've read, huh. mm-hmm. uh, if you, you got, you know, when you're do, when listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. um, That's pretty cool. you can include all of that because again, I think it provides you with a way to grow yourself mm-hmm. from the inside. You don't have to tell me to listen to a podcast. I'm going to go do it,
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know, depending on what I'm lacking in my life. If I need, yeah. you know, some money help, I may go listen to someone in a business sector. If I'm looking for this real estate, I'm going to go listen to a real estate podcast. If I'm trying mm-hmm. to grow it, there's, As you said, it's never been better because the access is here. And as educators, we have to start doing what we tell our kids to do. Yes. And go find the answers.
4: That's it.
1: You know, my daughter's always, Daddy, what what does this mean? Google? Look it up. (laughs) <laughs> I say when I was your age they used to tell me go grab an encyclopedia you know <laughs> you had the big wall rack of encyclopedias mm-hmm. you had to go a through z with the world book Britannica at the bottom so <laughs> uh, now you can just google it you know so yeah. I'm like google it and that's what teachers have to get in the habit of just googling and finding out what are some of the best practices and ways to work with uh, with, with with the student population because it won't work it, it's I didn't bring hip-hop into my classroom until this year because this is the first time I needed to Mm -hmm. embrace that to bring it into the classroom. Okay. And I noticed the moment that I did it, instantly it changes. My kids love to hear me freestyle rap. They're like, oh, Mr. Law, freestyle. So I'm like, okay. And so I had to set the boundaries. like, look, I only can do it when the environment is right.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: So if you come in and the music is playing, if you don't come in doing what you're supposed to do, I can't do it because... Now I'm having to correct you to get the environment right, which eats up time. But if you're doing what I'm supposed to do when I'm coming in, you know, you may get blessed with one, you know. And so the kids try to be the last one walking in because they know that's who I'll kind of grab. And that'll start my rap. Wow. Okay. You know, so and, and when I say the power of that, that mm-hmm. anticipation and the disappointment when it doesn't happen, man, y'all should have got quiet. You know, we missed it. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And, and like I say, but i would never had to do that before. So everything won't work in every environment. But when you find it, like I, I say this, I don't think I can teach in another environment now. This is teaching kids that look like me makes a difference to me. Awesome. So much more mm-hmm. than, I mean, Not not saying that I ever take anything away from myself as an educator, mm-hmm. but I can say for me, growing up in the inner city in Houston and being able to relate with a population that, my nephews are are these kids, you know, Mm -hmm. my, these are, these are my nephews. These are my nieces, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, Hey man, let's, let's, let's get this, let's get this and grow together. And it's like I say, to me, it's made a difference. And I feel like a first year teacher all over again. So, and I have partially you to thank for that. So I want to thank you for, for, for taking the time out today to talk with us, to rap with us, uh, to drop the gems that you've dropped. Uh, And before we let you go, can you tell people where else they can find you online on social media?
2: sure sure i'm um on facebook and instagram you can find me at teach hustle inspire i'm on twitter as well um and that's at my first and last name sean woodley s-h-a-u-n woodley w-o-o-d-l-y um, or TeachHustleInspire.com. Mm.
1: yes yes and the last question before we let you go what sure. would you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done
2: simply said i help somebody be better Hmm. simply so if I can help one person be better to reach their students, to enjoy the profession a little bit more, I've done my job.
3: Hmm. Man, much, much appreciation to you, sir. We look, uh, we look
2: forward to connecting again sometime real soon. Hopefully. Kyle. Well, thank you guys. I, I very, very much appreciate you both. Like real talk. And, um, I really would love to have you on teach hustle inspire, um, so that we can have a conversation on, on, on my side of things as well and, um, you know, continue to collaborate. I'm here for it. I was in Houston for a conference not too long ago, and had I known, I definitely would have
1: connected with you, John. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next time I'm in Atlanta, you know, we're, we're definitely in with the people mm-hmm. from Teach Your Heart Out, and so next time we're in Atlanta, I will make sure to, to hit you up and, and mm-hmm. try to connect while we're yeah. down there.
2: Man, you guys, I, I really love what you're doing. Like, y'all, y'all keep doing this. And um, as a matter of fact, as my way to say thanks, I, I would love to send you both a book. Um, just hit me on um, on Instagram and send me, give me an address where to send it, and I'll send it to you. Oh, oh man, wow. that,
3: we'd be honored. Thank you, man, no, so much.
2: You. No problem. I got you. Kyle, Will, you guys got a man. I appreciate you guys. All right. All
1: right. Appreciate, appreciate you. you. Thank you, sir. Enjoy
2: no your Saturday. You too.